With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. friends in the U.S. and around the world, welcome to True Forgiveness Teachings. I'm Jackie Laura Jones, here with you again, reminding you that you are loved and you are loved. Anyone tuning in for the first time, this is a podcast about the spiritual teaching, A Course in Miracles. And I have a wonderful guest from Morocco, and she has written an awesome book, (laughs) The Top 10 Lies We Tell Ourselves and How to Stop Living Them. She hosts On Course with Dr. Dana every Wednesday morning from 9.30 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And Dana, it is so nice to have you on the show. I'm going to put a link to your website and everything um, in the um, section here in the description. So welcome to True Forgiveness Teaching. Oh, thank you, Jackie. I'm so glad to be here. Yay. And I just want to tell you, I, I love your book. It's so funny. And <clears throat> Dana and I connected. She knows my sister, Cindy, and my brother-in-law, Gary, who introduced us. And um, it's so funny when I went to your website and everything, I thought, oh, my God, this is so fun you do things with humor and lightness. You have quite a story, which I encourage people to get your book. We'll cover a few things here. But I just absolutely love how you keep everything so light and fun. And I think you were mentioning that you had heard me sing before on some of my podcasts, which I've been known to break out into song. And I want to tell you listeners that Dana did a parody called Forgiveness Road. It's to the tune of Country Roads by John Denver. And I just wanted her to sing a little bit of it. And the lyrics will just, it'll just make you smile. And Dana, I think it's such a reminder to keep everything light. Just remember not to take the world too seriously or it'll take you. And we'll get more into that. I may chime in here, you guys, with a little bit of the a little bit of the harmony, so we'll see. But I thought we'd kick off the show with your song, Dana, because it's awesome. Oh, that would be great. Yes, I do love to sing. Yay! <laughs> so let's do that. Okay. Okay, and I it's may chime not in. Heaven. Where exactly are we? A world in chaos, chaos conflict all around, around, around me. Fear is all here, 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 older than three. Older than the mountains, growing like, like a breeze. Forgiveness road, take me home to the place I belong. What is winning? Feel like losing. Take me home. Forgiveness road. Painful memories come back to teach me when we stop blaming, it will set us all free. Grace and glory, sweetest taste of sunshine, eardrops in my eye, forgiveness. Take me home home to the place I belong. belong. When I judge you, I can't love you. you. Take Take me me home. home. Forgiveness Forgiveness road. 
voice in the morning spirit calls me the message that, that I hear now is that home's not home's far, not far away. away. Walking down this road, I get a feeling that I could have been home yesterday. But how about me? Forgiveness, Take me home to the place. And the the Apologize for that. There's like a yeah. A we got of... East Coast versus West Coast. West Coast, That's like right. you know, the, like the dueling rappers or something. It's the dueling, yeah, like the dueling rappers, <laughs> the dueling piano players. Right. Oh right. my gosh! But I should put your lyrics in the description too, because this is great. Sure, and whenever you guys yeah. are feeling a little blue or anything, oh my gosh! I mean, it this you know it can just perk you up and just just remember. So her her lyrics are so good to it. Um, that was fun. Thanks, Dr. Sure Dina. Was. Thank you. Hey, um, um, I wanted to ask you, now you write a lot about overcoming depression and your story about depression, how the course helped you is truly amazing. Why don't we start with a little bit of your, your background and then how it helped yes. you? Well, going back, as far as I can remember, just uh, my emotional state, I remember I just didn't know what to do with that feeling, and it just seemed like other people were happier than me, and I just didn't understand what was wrong with me, and I did know that depression ran in my family, um, so I had that um, thought in my head, and I'm sure that's why I decided to study psychology, going all the way through the level of PhD expert, and um, yes. it was helped. I was helped by the theories I was learning. I just thought if I could learn the right theory of mind, I could solve this riddle and figure this out and feel better. Right. And, um, but the breakthrough didn't really come from the psychology theories. And I was in therapy, and that was helping too. Um, and I was really making a very conscious effort to shut out anything spiritual. Um, I was raised Catholic, and I just didn't think that that had any answers for me. And I was sure that God would have nothing to do with me feeling better. <laughs> at all right um but i kind of had a a, i guess early midlife crisis around the age of 40 Uh, after having two children i suffered from postpartum depression and really reached a low point that moment of surrender on my knees and i just was ready to cry out i'll try anything i have to feel better i can't go on like this and that's when i started to entertain the idea of spirituality as a way out and I think the Course of Miracles really spoke to me because it is a psychological and spiritual um, program or a path to enlightenment. And so I really gravitated towards those concepts that I felt were already kind of familiar to me. And then, of course, added uh, the big piece, which is the idea that not only could I entertain that spirituality could help me, but maybe I am spirit. Like, wow, <laughs> what a breakthrough that right. could be. Oh, right. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's the every what you went through is just it's so good. I encourage people to um, get your book. And um, what is one of the things do you think that really helped you? I mean, when you how did you incorporate and process when you found out that we're really dreaming here, that this is an illusion, which means since our body is an illusion, any depression, anxiety or illness we have is also an illusion. And that's challenging right. for people at first. How did you come to integrate that? <laughs> you know, Right. Well, the person who introduced me to the course, uh, I was actually into energy healing, and I was at a conference in Mexico, and this, this couple who did, was doing the same type of biofeedback that I was and also studying the course, he just mentioned to me, have you heard of this book, Course in Miracles? And I said, yeah, I have it on my shelf. Um, I thought it was just daily affirmations, but it sounds Christian. I put it, I put it away. I don't plan on reading it. And he said, well, do you know what it's about? It's about, and he gave me just a 30 second 
description, but it was a metaphysical description. And I had no idea that that's what, what the book was about. And when he was speaking, I remember thinking, wow, this sounds crazy. And wow, I know this is true, like on some level. And just the thought yeah. of it being true, like you said, that maybe all, all of my suffering was a dream that I could awaken from. It was just enough to motivate me to go home and, you know, study it like a full-time job ever since then. Right. Um, but I but I would like to point out, um, back to the depression piece, just one um, distinction. Mm-hmm. Um, one error that I uncovered in my thinking that was so help, so pivotal in reversing my depression, if I can share that. Oh, please. And, yeah. yeah. And that is that I was confusing internal and external. So what I thought of as my external self were, was the roles that I played. I figured, okay, this is my external self. I'm a psychologist. I'm a mother. I'm a wife, et cetera. Um, so I thought, defined myself through the roles I played. This is my external self. And I thought my internal self was my private thoughts of self-hatred. I thought that's who I was. I thought that was my identity. I thought that's who I was at the core. And then I realized, no, I just need to keep going. Those private thoughts of self-hatred are also external to who, to what I really am, love and nothing else. So I just had to keep going. <laughs> but really, wow. I also talk about in the book um, uh, just the gift of depression, too, because I was able, even though there was a lot of suffering involved, I was able to see the ego, this fear part of our mind, for what it for what it is and that it had nothing to offer. So I think it made it easier in some sense to say, well, I want nothing more of that. What's the alternative? Oh my gosh. You know what? That's, that is profound. And you make an interesting point as people find a thought system, like a course of miracles and you, well, two points that occurred to me as you were talking, one, something resonated with you, right? Right. Like you said, just, wow. Even though not knowing that what this whole thought system (laughs) encompasses, you are like something resonates with me. And then the next thing is, as we start to walk this back, this web of illusion, we start to recognize, as you did, that our thoughts are not us either, and that we think we have private thoughts, and that everything is part of the illusion. Their external and internal are the same, just like the world is a projection of the mind. They're one and the same. There's nothing out there, and then you walk it back Further, and the mind itself outside of time and space also is an illusion. And you get back to what I love in the course, God is, and nothing else is. But it's a process, isn't it? And that must have been, I'm so glad you brought that up. That just must have been pivotal because you were able to walk that back. And, man, healing can really start to take place the more we undo these ideas of separation right even in the mind yep and I would describe it as uh, what it felt like was when I had that realization that I'm not my thoughts that just turned me in the right direction but then like you said it is a process and it does take time and that's what I've learned over the last few years is just to be gentle with myself for the time it takes and just to appreciate each step along the way as a gift and incrementally getting closer and and that type of thing oh Yes, well said. I want to tell the listeners, too, I'm, I'm going to read the top 10 lies that we tell ourselves. That the oh, ego loves this. And then I also wanted to say I love so many things in your book, like you say, for fears, a jolly good fellow. <laughs> because to the ego, there's no greater companion than our trusted friend, fear, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> but Dana has all these just fun things to keep it light. And, you know, I talk a lot about on this podcast about keeping it light. And um, the regular listeners will know what that means. If anyone new is listening, A Course in Miracles is only and always about your thoughts, what you're thinking, nothing to do with behavior or the world. And so when we're talking about keeping things light, it doesn't mean we're denying that the world of separation is showing us horrific things, okay? But the Course is teaching that everything that we perceive, in fact, the fact that we think we perceive and think at all shows us that we are not in the oneness of God. So there's no thinking in heaven. And so, again, it's this 
walking it back. So the reason we keep it light is because the Course says we took this tiny, matty idea of separation seriously. And what does it mean when we take that seriously? It means it produced effects. And what are the effects? The whole world we see. So we keep it light, which is why I love your book just has so many light things and humor. You talk about laughing your way out of it, you know, um, living the happy dream. But let me tell the listeners about your, the top 10 lies. Number 10 is nothing is more important than being right. And then in parentheses you have, and of course you always are. (laughs) Number nine, (laughs) there is not enough of anything to go around. So take your share by any means possible. (laughs) Number eight, Chaos is business as usual, parentheses, so get used to it. Number seven, the lie number seven, there's someone out there who can finally complete you, parentheses, so never stop searching. Number six, you must find a way to be truly unique or better than others, parentheses, because you are. Number five, you must attack first and often parentheses, or risk being defeated. (laughs) Love this. (laughs) Line number four, the ego tells us, the person who can hold a grudge the longest wins. And then you say, so hang on tight. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Number three, reacting out of fear comes naturally. Parentheses, so stick with the program. Number two, love is a sign of weakness and can really mess with your head. Avoid it at all costs. (laughs) And number one, you can't count on anyone but yourself, parentheses. And by the way, you're a huge disappointment. I mean, those are so great. I think everyone listening, we have a lot of people listening in, I think, 16 or 17 countries. And you know what? People can relate because that is what we think. That is the ego's thought system, all those things of separation one or the other, you know, attack, be attacked. It's just crazy. How in the world did you come up with all that? Is just so funny the way you put them all together like that. (laughs) It was actually just a a Facebook post that I did. I thought, wouldn't it be funny if um, the ego was on David Letterman and the ego had to just like stand up and say what it's really up to, like a roast. Yeah. So I actually wrote the whole list in like, just a couple of minutes and was laughing as I was writing it down. And it was just, I wasn't thinking, I was just like having fun with it. And I didn't even really know if anybody would see it. And then when I got an agent, I actually had a different idea for the book. And then when I shared with him, Oh, by the way, this is my most popular Facebook post. He's like, okay, that's your book. I'm like, Oh, all right, sure. So we pivoted and we did, (laughs) we did that instead. Just like that. I love it. Oh my gosh. I totally love it. In in lie number one, you can't count on anyone but yourself. Um, you talk about the luxury box of pain, and you say, we can't move beyond the pain as long as we harbor an unconscious desire to keep it based on the assumption that it's well-deserved. In mm. Ken's, and it's Ken Wapnick, everyone, all the listeners, great teacher of the course, which we talk about a lot on this show in Ken's book, ending our escape from love. He says, quote, we would all agree that pain is something we do not want, but if we were to look at what is going on in our minds, we would realize that we in fact luxuriate in the pain. I think that's so profound because it goes right to the heart of the metaphysics of the course and you say yeah the luxury box of of pain because we believe we've separated we believe we've attacked god killed him off so that we could live we could usurp his power and now the ego tells us that god's going to come and punish us and so we're afraid we deserve secretly that we can should be punished right exactly yeah i mean Talk about a, a breakthrough <laughs> to, yeah. to view it that way. And uh, yeah, and just you can feel, even though I wrote the book, like I can still feel my own resistance to that. <laughs> to right. What oh, I know. Isn't it crazy? Right. 
Yeah, it does. But, we um, all have enormous resistance to these ideas. Right. Um, and so that's why I think that A Course in Miracles is so profound in the way, you know, the workbook of the course leads us from our belief in that the body is our identity to mindfulness, recognizing that our real identity still in the illusion is of a dreaming mind. Mm-hmm. And again, like we were saying before, we start walking it back and walking it back. You know what? It's so interesting because I really do think of myself not as a, a body for many years now. Um, and I walk around and one of the things that's always so helpful to me is just to just remember that I'm dreaming. I'm having a dream that something is occurring. You know, I'm having a dream that doing this podcast with you, you know, having a dream that, you know, um, just everything. And, you know, I just, I want people so much to know that there, there is a way out and there is a way out, which is true forgiveness, the way the course teaches it. You know what? I wanted to, before I forget, I wanted to ask you, I loved in your book, your dialogue, your Robin Williams story. Can you share that with the listeners? I would love to. Yes. So um, I do feel like I have, you know, been given spirit guides along the way. Of course, what that really means to me now is there's just one of us appearing as many. um, And that really is all encompassing. Like I'm talking about everyone from all time periods. Yeah. So I've always been a fan of Robin Williams, like most people. And I even remember in, in graduate school, I was teaching an undergraduate educational psychology class and one day I didn't even know what to lecture about because I was feeling pretty insecure in those days. So I just put on Dead Poet Society, and that was one period. <laughs> we just watched that movie of Robin Williams and his teaching style and how yes. you know, unorthodox it was and how, how connected he was with the students. But so when he passed, and of course, because he passed through suicide, I was very affected by that, as again, as we all were. And I had a, still do, but I have a meditation practice where I meditate a few minutes before bed. And so I was meditating, and it was just a few days after he passed, and I just got this feeling that he had a message for me. And, of course, who would turn down trying to find out what that was? So I just kind of in my mind said, okay, Robin, you have something to tell me. What is it? And um, in my own it. voice, I didn't, I didn't hear his voice, but in my own voice, I heard words. I heard, um, well, I would like you to teach people what depression really means really help people understand it and I said yeah sure can you help me make it funny though (laughs) and he said yes and then I just felt so energized like it was 10 o'clock at night and I had a toddler and a baby so I was tired but then all of a sudden I just felt tingly and I just had all these ideas like rapid fire like I saw myself like a one-woman Broadway show talking about the ego and doing skits and having props and singing songs and teaching that way and almost in the Robin Williams style where he's almost like um, just unconscious revealing. Like he, cause you remember his standup would be so fast. You knew that he could never have memorized that. He just kept going and channeling his joy. Dream of consciousness. Yes. Right. Incredible. <laughs> so this went on for like an hour and I had all these ideas. And then finally I said, okay, Robin, I need to go to sleep now. And it was just like a light switch. Then I was tired again and I went to bed. <laughs> But I did write down like a lot of these ideas for skits and I've done them at presentations and I've recorded them. They're on my website, a lot of them. And uh, it's just so fun because it's almost impossible to be in joy and be in suffering at the same time. Well, impossible, really. So, um, Absolutely. yeah, you can follow the follow the joy out of the dream would be the way to go, I think. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. And I just love that. I love that story. And you know what? Um, ideas and things and, you know, people who have seemingly crossed over, you know, obviously, as you said beautifully mm-hmm. before, we understand that it's still all within <laughs> within the illusion that there is no other, other side. Right. It's all in the mind. But this is, you bring up, I love this story because this is, these are, steps up the ladder and we always we do um get quote you know guidance and things um in this way to help us keep it light because there's a part of us that still believes we're here and we're having this experience and I think this is a really good example 
of even knowing that we're all one. We're not really separate, you know, and right. that could come into your mind as the <clears throat> the being that was Robin Williams and the connection. And can you imagine, I think when, you know, people pass over or whatever, and there's still people were not, you know, people that are not awake yet, you know, um, it's, it's profound to have a symbol like Robin Williams yeah. and to come, you know, saying from the other side saying, you know, look, I wish you could tell people what depression really is. And I wish, you know, there could be some help. And it was just your prompting <clears throat> to do it through A Course in Miracles, through humor in your book. And these are some of the ways in the dream that we have these little steps as we're climbing the ladder. And of course, in the back of our minds, we know, you know, what everything is really for, but we don't have to ignore these little steps along the way. In fact, Jesus says in the course, you will graduate to higher rungs on the ladder, but we're, we're where we are and we don't take anything too seriously. And my goodness, the world is very serious and anything that can help us feel a little better is awesome. And so I just, I just love that. Tell everyone your website, Dana. Sure. It's just my name. So it's drdanamorocco.com. Uh, I guess if you're listening, D-R-D-A-N-A-M-A-R-R-O-C-C-O. And yeah, um, as you mentioned, I, I have a weekly radio Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, I do have a weekly radio show and live events and I have music on there. Um, that I recorded actually in LA before studying the course. So it's really songs from the ego for the ego, but I can still learn yeah. from those too. <laughs> so you're welcome to listen to those and download them. In fact, one um, was played on the soap opera, all my children. It's a revenge song called judgment day. And of course oh, that would be fitting kidding. for a soap opera. Um, so yeah, I have music on there for free and um, yeah, check it out. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. I want people to check out, check out your your website too which is awesome and i'll put a i'll put a link here too in the episode but um you know i wanted can I just to say too can i say jackie yeah. that this is such a treat to be this is actually my first book interview from another course in miracles teacher and it's such a treat to have complete understanding by the interviewer because i literally one interview um i was asked but i was i just i read through my top 10 lies and the interviewer said do you really know somebody like this <laughs> Oh, okay. isn't that interesting? And I wasn't sure how to respond because I wanted to say, um, yes, you and me and everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I didn't say that. I, you know, I met the interviewer where he was, and, and, and I didn't certainly didn't, you know, feel attacked or want to attack back. But, um, but yeah, right. I mean, that's the breakthrough in the ego is that it does work the same way in all of us. And so we can Absolutely. kind of find we can find sameness even in our fear that seems so divisive and it's the purpose of it is to separate, but we can even find sameness in that. And then that can just get us used to seeing the sameness always, you know, because we are exactly the same. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you're welcome. I, I'm so glad to have you on. I will definitely have you back again, too, because there's always so much to talk about, you know, um, right. and I know we're going to do a segment for my subscription site, Patreon. So that's going to be fun, too. Um, you know what? I wanted to talk about ask you one more thing. You're, if you want to talk about your daughter, Aubrey, um, the story where I think it was in Chapter 4, and she said, I'm so mad. I'm mad at God, and I don't know why. Yes, I would love to tell that story. Tell that story, because this buddy knows at some level, even if they don't know. You know what I mean? Right. So go ahead. Tell that. Tell the listeners that story. Yes. Well, you know, I hate to give kids nicknames, but she kind of, over time, got the nickname of the truth bomb, because she will just tell people exactly how she sees it and she's usually right and it's usually not what you want to hear but it's right so you can't like you know falter for it right <laughs> so um have that in the back of your mind that this is a little you know truth bomb being sent to the world but um, right so obviously I live in a household where we talk about spirituality but um and I have mentioned because I've been asked you know what do you do with you know children and teaching them the course and I do share quite a bit with them actually and um I just kind of gauge what to share by their reaction and if I sense any fear which I never have yet I would stop and you know pull back but 
they just want to know more and they seem to understand it. And yeah, so I just go for it. But awesome. I, I had never um, shared anything with Aubrey to the extent that she shared with me on her own. So what happened was, um, I think she was around five or six or so, and um, she was in trouble for something minor. I don't remember. And so I took her stuffed animals away as, um, you know, as a punishment, just to let her know that wasn't okay. And then she was very upset and she was stomping around and yelling. And I said, Oh, I can see you're very mad. Uh, Are you mad at me for taking away your stuffies? And I thought she'd say yes. And she said, no. So then I thought, Oh, maybe she's developing some insight that she played a part in this. So I said, are you mad at yourself for, you know, what you did that led to your stuffies being taken away? And she said, no, she said, I'm mad at God. I'm mad at God. And I don't know why I don't want to be. And I was just like, what? Oh my gosh. So of course I said, go to your room. We don't talk about God that way. No, no, I didn't do that. No, I know you didn't. That is just, oh yeah, go ahead. That's just amazing. Yeah. It's like, you know, she became the teacher, which of course is, you know, we're all teachers to each other, but yeah, it was pretty profound. So I just said, yeah, I think we all secretly kind of have that. It can't be true that we know that we're mad at God or that God's mad at us. Like, yeah. So for her to look at that at age five was pretty amazing. I love it. It's so profound. And again, it goes, you know, right to the metaphysics of the course. I mean, of course, God is a loving God. We're at home with our creator. We've never left. But when we seemed to separate, the ego, in all its arrogance, too, created a punishing God. (laughs) So now God is not a loving God. It's a punishing God. And so it's, we all, nobody walks around when they're upset, except for your daughter, Aubrey, you know, (laughs) nobody really walks around when they're upset and says, oh my God, what I'm really mad about is the separation, you know, (laughs) 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 Aubrey's advanced is so cute. But the the part I, I love that so much because when we seemed to fragment into these billions and billions, you know, of pieces, every seeming separated mind retains the right mind where the Holy Spirit resides, where the Holy Spirit, of course, says is the memory that we took into the dream of our true home, you know, and everybody has that. And then everybody has the ego And then everybody has the decision maker, the power to choose between the two. And it's so funny how I, what I thought when I first read that in your book, many things, but it was so profound. I thought, yeah, she's in touch. She's mad at God and she doesn't know why, but there's a part of all of us that really knows the truth. And I thought that was a brilliant example. Yeah. And it's also such a big part of the course to be willing to look at your fear, you know, directly oh, at it. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I think, go, go ahead, Dan. <laughs> yeah, instead of just um, deny it and say, okay, I'm, I'm done now. I'm all the way up the ladder. Because that's probably the <laughs> ego telling you that because the ego wants you to stop and quit and say you're done, you know, rather right. than do the work every day. But I find I have to do it every day. <laughs> I don't know about you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> every day. I mean, it's, it's constant. I, I love reading the course. I'm doing the workbook lessons again. Um, I just woke up January 1st of this year. I just follow the promptings in my mind. I, and I just said, oh, Jackie's going to do the workbook lessons again. I just started doing the workbook lessons. Mm-hmm. I say that because I do love something to focus on, you know, every day. But I, it's just so profound, I think, the more and more we get used to trusting <laughs> and choosing, looking at our fear and then choosing to look at it like you just said so well, we have to always look at it with our right-minded teacher because when we do, we start to realize that the body is simply just a figment of our imagination. It's a figure right. in the dream. We're, we're all figures in the dream. The bo- body literally does nothing. We don't start there, but we start in the world where we believe we are. And because we believe we're separated, we have to have seemingly separate forgiveness opportunities and we're forgiving others. But that's right where we were supposed to be. And as we, again, like we were saying earlier, climb up the rungs, you know, of the ladder, we start to recognize, wait a minute. Okay. (laughs) 
I am the dreamer of this dream. Jesus is a symbol in my mind, and our relationship with him starts to grow because we start to recognize that we are all one, and he wasn't really a body either, but it's a Mm -hmm. process. And like you said, that's why we kind of just, you know, do it every day. And um, we start to lose our investment in the world and we start to not make everything so real and that steps to fearless freedom. So you use yes. fear F E A R and F you say, forgive yourself for losing your peace. E exit the ego, your investment in fear, a accept spirit, your remembrance of love as your identity and R Realize love was your only option all along. Enjoy. <laughs> right. We can't forget to enjoy it, you know, at the end. Because if we're not enjoying, then we must still be holding on to this idea that I deserve punishment. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And if, if you know, we're so we know that <clears throat> there's there's nothing we can't do from the holiness perspective, meaning, you know, God created everything exactly like him, oneness, we're created as one. And so when we're in the right mind, and we remember who we are, that remembrance and that blessing blesses the entire projection, because we're one with it. And I just love how we can be in the world, but not of it. Right. There's no denial except for denying the ego thought system. We can take that word fear <clears throat> as you used and forgive ourselves, exit the ego, accept spirit, and realize our identity was just pure love all along. Love it. Thank you. Yeah, it's just kind of coming back into your own power center, understanding where your power really is. Yeah, that it's not Absolutely. in a world of effects like you said. Yeah. Absolutely. And you guys, if anybody new is tuning in, which I know it happens quite often, people uh, find the the podcast. Um, Course in Miracles is a non-dualistic thought system that teaches that God is the only reality and everything else is of our making. So this is what is so radical about the teaching because the Course parts with the Bible on page one, because the course is saying that God did not create this world, saying it was of our making and goes into why that was so. And Dana, I always think about this. You were talking about growing up too and going to church and everything. And I grew up Protestant and I remember sitting in church and we went regularly. I loved our pastor. We had a great pastor, but I felt that there was someone, that there was another Jesus I think I talk about this in my book. I can't remember. Um, but I was another voice was presenting to me right. and I felt very comforted. I didn't know what that was. It's, it's easy. You know, you look back now and I can say what it was and everything. But at the time I just was thinking, you know what, this seems right to me. I don't know. I'm like seven, eight, nine years old. And I just remember having Jesus right with me all the time, but it was kind of a different Jesus. <laughs> um, and so I think there's something in all of us, no matter when we seem to um, <clears throat> start to wake up or whatever, there's something people can have comfort of. It's never gone away. It just merely has right. been unrecognized and, and forgotten, right? Yeah, and we have to feel safe and protected, I think, all along the journey. Otherwise, will regress back into our comfort zone with the ego of building up walls. And so, yeah, just, you were saying that voice, I think made you feel safe. Yeah, absolutely. I just, it's almost like a feeling that all is well and it's hard sometimes to um, articulate that to people because you look out in the world and it all is not well. The course is teaching, of course it isn't because the world is a projection of the thought of attack and sin, guilt and fear in the mind. And so when we project that out, all we see is separation and chaos 
you know? And so it's really moving from identifying with the body, as we were saying earlier, to really going back to the mind and saying, you know what? The world is not being done to me. It's being done by me and I can change my mind about it. And I take the entire sonship with me when I choose the Holy Spirit. That's the perception which with I which with which I bless the world. But if we choose the ego too, we're holding all the sonship prisoner, like all our brothers and sisters. And it's really an interesting thought when you think of it. But we're so right. used to doing things in the world, right? Mm-hmm. But once we start walking it back again, we recognize that the body is a puppet and only responds to the intentions of the mind. And that's why the Course says, oh, my gosh, there are only two choices and only one of them is real. You know, powerful, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And you yeah. just kind of um, like I think the further along you get with the Course, too, you just you start to think more abstractly like and ask yourself questions. Why do I think it's possible to feel pain? Why do I think it's possible to be separate? Um, and I think that's that's a that's a cue too that you're that you're getting to these all or nothing decisions, like you were just talking about. Because we're either all healed or we're all sinners. Which is it? It's one or the other. <laughs> it's it's one or the other. Oh my gosh! So well said. That's right. That's absolutely right. Oh my gosh, well, we're coming to the end of our episode here. This is so great having you on and talking about this again. I will put a link to Dana's book, The Top 10 Lies We Tell Ourselves and How to Stop Them. And um, as we mentioned earlier, she also hosts On Course with Dr. Dana every Wednesday morning from 9.30 to 10 a.m. Eastern standard time and one more thing I wanted to say I thought was so helpful about your book is you have challenges and exercises at the end of your chapters and they're they're great and you know for people that kind of want to practice you say take the challenge you know (laughs) at the end and it's and it's really good so anyway if you guys just want a fun read and and Dana understands the course (laughs) the metaphysics of the course and 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 puts it in a fun way um that's great so dana we'll have to have you back thank you so much for being sure. in true forgiveness teachings it was so great to talk with you and um to all the listeners out there just remember you are love and you are loved and i will see you all um in a couple weeks okay love you all bye thanks dana Oh, thank you so much, Jackie. Bye-bye. Okay, Dana? Yes. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to have Mark, he'll play the, out, the theme out mm-hmm. at the end. As you've heard the show, you know, we'll pol- polish everything up or whatever. Um, sure. So that was awesome. Thank you that so was much. Fun. People are going to love your stories. Oh, my gosh. Love oh, everything. Thank you. So. Oh my gosh! It's, it's so funny fun. that you picked out all my favorite stories <laughs> on your own. I we did. I didn't about even it ahead of time. We're in sync. Oh yeah, yay! I love it. Oh my gosh, it's so fun. Well, yeah, I just love. I don't even feel um, pressured to do it, send them this message or anything. It's just, it's just something that I just have so much joy doing. And as, as long as I do it, I'm going to do it. I have material for ten books. I'm just, oh, I just got a, a call that they want to publish my first book in Dutch and then Spanish, uh, which won't be until, you know, 2020, you know, or after. I mean, it takes a long time. I think they're still yeah. translating my sisters into Dutch right now. But um, great. So anyway, Congratulations. I just, well, thanks. I'm just saying this off air to you, meaning I'm just things kind of just spread and have a take on a life of their own. And I've just right, like to do. put out the message and then, you know, whatever happens, happens that I, right. I majored in broadcast journalism and I've been told I have had many past lives in the public eye. And this lifetime, I've kind of been trying to stay a little more in the back burner. Cause I love Mark and I love our life and kind of the private, but, but it just doesn't seem to be the path that it's going. I seem to be getting out there again, <laughs> which sure. is okay because I'm, yeah. I'm used to it. But I'm kind of just following the flow and things are kind of taking on a life Perfect. of their own. So 
it's been it's been fun so anyway um oh my gosh so what i'll do is we'll just start now and i'll just say hi to the patrons and then um we can talk a little bit more um uh for them and they they cross over a lot of the patrons listen to the podcast but they always want more so i always talk (laughs) a little bit more and personal stories and stuff like that they like the personal stuff you know so um, anyway, sure. okay. And you know what I think we should do? Because we can edit it out if we want to. I want you to do your song again, um, if you don't mind, um, no. for the patrons. And um, I just may chime in or whatever, but um, I just think that people will love it. And I want them to, you know, be encouraged to go to your site <laughs> and get your Great. book. perfect. Because it's so fun. Okay, so Hey, welcome. I want to say hello to all my patrons. This is Jackie Laura Jones after the show with Dr. Dana Morocco. We're going to continue our chat. And if any of you haven't listened to the podcast or whatever, Dana wrote an awesome parody to the tune of Country Roads by John Denver, and it's called Forgiveness Road. And my sister Cindy and I were grew up with music in the household, and I grew up with Bach and Beethoven in the womb, and we just, I think it's so important, music connects us, and Dana wrote some great words, course theme, called Forgiveness Road. So Dana, why don't you go ahead and, and sing it for our peeps here. <laughs> I would love to. Yes, Yay. thanks for that introduction. It's not heaven, where exactly are we? A world in chaos, conflict all around me. Fear is old here, older than the trees, older than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Forgiveness, friend, take me home to the place. patrons so much and Dana and I were originally going to I was going to do harmonies or whatever but as people that know me know I mean I have a huge frog in my throat right now and everything it was a little bit low for me and so I thought you know what 
I'm just going to let Dana sing it. But I have to tell you guys, I was rehearsing, you know, and I was doing, a, I love Country Road so much, and I had everything down pat. And here's the ego for us, Dana. <clears throat> I just right. got on today, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to ruin her song if I sing with, with this <laughs> hoarseness and can't get the harmony. So you never know what kind of a day it's going to be when you're in the body, right? Right. <laughs> oh, I know. For sure. <laughs> and I love your song. So you guys, I will put this in the links. Um, we were discussing on True Forgiveness Teachings, um, Dr. Dana's book, The Top Ten Lies We Tell Ourselves and How to Stop Living Them. And uh, Dana has dealt with just debilitating depression for most of her life, for decades, and found A Course in Miracles, and it has really helped her. Um, and this book is, is, is great. The top 10 lies are, number 10, nothing is more important than being right, parentheses, and of course you always are. <laughs> the ego also says, number nine, there's not enough of anything to go around, parentheses. So take your share by any means possible. <laughs> Number eight, chaos is business as usual, parentheses. So get used to it. <laughs> Number seven, there's someone out there who can finally complete you, parentheses. So never stop searching. <laughs> Number six, ego lie. You must find a way to be truly unique or better than others, parentheses, because you are. <laughs> Number five, you must attack first and often, parentheses, or risk being defeated. Number four, the person who can hold a grudge the longest wins. I love that, parentheses, so hang on tight. Number three, reacting out of fear comes naturally, parentheses, so stick to the program. Number two, love is a sign of weakness and can really mess with your You can't count on anyone but yourself parentheses. And by the way, you're a huge disappointment. <laughs> All of our self-deprecating thoughts. So listeners, those are the top 10 lies we tell ourselves. And Dana goes through a book, you know, how we can stop living them and has lots of laughter and humor along the way. And, you know, tell us a little bit about how the book came about, Dana. Yes. Well, um, I never really thought of myself as an author, I, I felt guided to write it, and I was kind of surprised by that guidance. But um, I just trusted it and used it as a way to, you know, teach myself. That's the way. That's the viewpoint I had that I was really just teaching myself, and then extend it and see what happens. But I really enjoyed the process of diving in as deep as you have to, as you know, with your first book coming out. Um, it's quite a process to dig that deep and to be willing to share it. So I'm right. glad I made it through. Ah. Wonderful. And you have so many good, you know, examples and talking about your, you know, personal experiences in the book. And um, we talked about your, um, you, you say in chapter nine that, that you, you talk about the giving and receiving myth and giving to get what isn't there. And you have a quote about that I wanted to read. Um, it's under your section. I think it's called material things. Um, you say, of course we need certain possessions for survival and there's nothing wrong with preferring to have other material things as well. The stumbling block occurs when our identity is tied to particular items, usually in the form of providing a false sense of worthiness or status. I love that quote because um, I have a Course in Miracles group um, that I facilitated for a little over three years now. I, I can't believe it. Where's the time gone? But one of the things we talk about is this, the confusion of levels, meaning, you know, the mind and the world and needing or wanting things in the world. And you hit on it when you said the stumbling block occurs when our identity is tied. If our salvation, guys is tied to anything outside of us we are in the ego thought system believing in sin fear guilt lack separation but when we choose the holy spirit one of that choice walks us back to 
not only are what, what we're seeing is not true, but what we're thinking as well, the fact that we think that we've separated, the world is a projection of a wrong thought in the mind that we could actually be separate. And so whenever we're tied to the material things in the dream, we think they're going to bring us something that we need. That's when we're not undoing the ego. We're reinforcing the idea of separation, which we are for the entire sonship. So you're right, Dana. I love, it's not that we don't want things or or have things, but, that's what bodies do in a dream. But is it your identity, right? Right, exactly. And then the number one lie that you that you just shared, which reflects, of course, deep-seated unworthiness. So for me, like, I just, I just wanted to prove to the world that I was smart and worthy. And I thought, what better way than get a PhD? I'll be Dr. Dana. And now I still call myself Dr. Dana, but it's just almost like, lighthearted or a a joke really I don't identify with the title but I did I thought that that would be just my proof that uh, I'm worthy and I'm smart and I have something to contribute I thought I needed that and it's just funny how after that graduation ceremony I really only felt on top of the world for just a couple of weeks maybe a couple months and then it was like what's next what's next because the ego just always wants you to continually search and never find right yes seek and do not find (laughs) yeah Absolutely. And that, that that's so profound. And we all do that. We want to be worthy because secretly we feel that, that we're not. And so we search for all these things in the world. And education and higher education certainly fits into that category. And let's remember, it doesn't mean that you won't do those things because that was scripted out for you. That's the script you're watching right now is right. <laughs> Dr. Dana as the a psychologist who got the PhD and is helping all these people and everything. Of course, you know, that's all right. But you hit on it when you say, you know what, but it's not my identity anymore. And I think that's, what's so profound. We can still be helpful, but we use all of what we made for the Holy Spirit's purpose. And I give all my therapy sessions that I do tons of therapy sessions. I've done over 12 year period. I give them over to the Holy Spirit. And sometimes I'm prompted to use certain things that I've learned, right? It'll come through. But but how I use all the training is not up to me. And I just let things come through as they come through. And I know when I'm joining, I'm joining with all my clients in the mind, remembering who they really are. There's no uh, therapist and client. (laughs) We're all... Our, our teachers here. So I don't identify myself like that, but that is what my script is doing in the dream right now. And who do I want to guide my script? Well, the Holy Spirit is going to be better than the ego, right? And you're like you, I don't believe it's real anymore, but I am under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, which is whatever I'm doing in the dream the focus is awakening the entire sonship because we're one with it. There's only one of us. <laughs> yes. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Well, listen, we just um, have a short time here before this is going to cut off, but I wanted to thank you so much, Dana, for taking this extra time. And I'm going to put your information and in your website um, on the link below for everyone and I hope we can do this again because there's always so much that to talk about we can just get together and have fun talk about the yes. course concepts and how we apply them practically in our life which is what's so important so yes you were, you were right the time went fast it flew by <laughs> it goes fast <laughs> well love you so much and I'm so glad we finally got together to do this and we'll do it again And love you all, my patrons, and we'll see you guys again soon. Bye. I love you all, too. Bye. Okay, Dana, now it will cut off because it's going to have, you know, only a few more seconds. So I just wanted to thank you so, so much for doing this. It was so fun. I hope to get to meet you in person sometime. I know you've met Gary and probably my sister, too, right? I have, yes. Yeah. Okay. Are you you coming to the Boston conference? or I am. I am. Are you going to be there? Yes. Oh, great. You know what? I'll email you 
or you have my phone number, we can talk about it because this is going to cut off in five seconds. But okay. yeah, I'll, I'll email you. I'm just going. I'll tell you why I'm going. I love okay. you. I'll email you. Love you too. Okay. Okay. Sounds good, honey. Bye. 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 Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.